Today is the Q&A that followed the message on Philippians 2, 12, and 13, and there were three questions. Number one, how can you know for sure what God is doing in your heart if the heart is desperately deceitful? Number two, is it a good thing for unbelievers to try to obey God? And number three, why would those who believe in the perseverance of the saints have any reason to obey with fear and trembling? Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Okay, so how do you know what it is that God is doing in your heart if you can't trust your heart because your heart is desperately wicked and deceitful? The answer is, is that all the answers need to come from here. So whatever this book says God is doing in my heart, God is doing in my heart. And I don't go by how I feel, I go by what this says. And so it tells me, it gives me instruction about how to cooperate with what God is doing. And, and so uh, we, if I stop living by feeling and I start uh, living by what this says, then I'll learn more and more about how to cooperate. And it's a, it, like I said in the prayer, it's a complex thing. That's why we don't have just one sermon and you're done. You come here every single week and I, and I, I keep studying, I keep learning, and then I keep preaching and we just, it, until we're dead, we're just still learning more about what, what does the Bible say about what God is doing and how to cooperate with that. So I'm not trying to make this simplistic. I'm just trying to make the one point that since it's God who's working, then I need to really be serious about cooperating and, and not resisting. I think uh, both those passages, the Philippians one and the 1 Corinthians 9 one, are talking to believers. Believers need to persevere lest they become cast uh, away. And so, so I think those are directed to believers. But the question is, is there a place where this could be targeted towards unbelievers as kind of a test to their heart? And I think the answer is yes. It is a good thing for a non-Christian to try to obey God. That's how Paul got saved, Right? Isn't that how Paul got saved? Romans, uh, I think that's the, I think that's what's going on in Romans 7. He's describing the conversion experience. I don't think it's prior to salvation or post salvation. I think it's describing how he came. The law killed him. He tried to obey it and he couldn't. And it put him to death. It condemned him. And then he had to cry out to Christ for forgiveness. So one of the uses of the law, one of the purposes of God's law is to bring a person to desperation to where they have to cry out for forgiveness because they realize, I can't do this. Now, let me just tell you one other thing. The quietists, uh, this is one of the biggest things you'll hear from a guy like Tullian Chavidian, who, I'm not trying to slam him, I think he's a brother in Christ and all that, I just, I just, I, I just think this one particular teaching is dangerous. But what he'll say all the time is, um, the, purpose, the only purpose of the law is to show you that you can't do it. So you read the Sermon on the Mount, and the only thing you're trying, you shouldn't read it and try to obey it. You, you, should, you should just be condemned by it and realize you have to rely on Christ. That's one of the purposes of the law. But there's, an, there's other purposes of the law. And, and uh, For example, to, to show the character of God, that's the first purpose of the law. To condemn you, that's the second purpose. But then there's a third purpose. And, and that is to show you how God wants you to live. And we should strive to obey. Um, so, uh, so, so I think uh, for a non-Christian to try to obey will... We'll, uh, help bring them to Christ if they come to an, an end and say, I can't do it, I can't do it. So. All right, so if you believe once saved, always saved, 
why would there be any fear and trembling? Because there's no danger that you're ever going to fall away. People who believe in the perseverance of the saints would say, there's lots of reasons why you should take seriously your, your obedience. It's not just a matter of going to heaven or hell. There's other consequences to disobedience that you should tremble over. And, and not only that, but they would also say that if you, uh, you should tremble because if you end up uh, falling away, then that's proof that you were never saved to begin with. I don't really agree with that way of thinking because I go on the other side. But just to be fair to our brothers who, who, who hold that doctrine, I think they would say that. They would, they would agree, yeah, there still needs to be fear and trembling. So, okay, back. Yeah. Yeah, you fear and trembling for your own spiritual life and fear and trembling for those you influence because, because especially if you're in a position of spiritual leadership, because Jesus said anyone who leaves, causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble would be better to have a millstone hung around his neck and thrown in the sea, better ground than to do that. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians, 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.